1: Of yours.
0: And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend, Jim Gilbert. It is brought to us by Cardinal Corner and by the air. We'll talk to Jim in just seconds. Well, the hot, humid summer weather, not only hard on us, hard on our feathered friends as well. So Pam and Lee... At Cardinal Corner, want me to remind you to make sure you do a few things to keep them happy. First of all, keep clean, fresh water for them, not only to drink, but to bathe too. And secondly, clean those bird feeders and bird houses regularly. At Cardinal Corner, you know, they have the freshest bird seed. The birds love that seed from Cardinal Corner because it is the freshest. From one pound bags to 50 pound bags, custom mixes. And by the way, have you signed up for their monthly newsletter yet? It's free. All kinds of great tips. Subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Boy, I tell you, if you need a gift idea, (laughs) the ladies at Cardinal Corner have all sorts of gift ideas there. Uh, Cardinal Corner is open seven days a week. Lee and Pam are in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. You can call them, 651-455-6556, or online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner really is more than just a birdseed store. Well, at 14 after 6, let's bring in our friend Jim Gilbert with more nature notes. Hi Jim, good morning. Hi. How are you doing?
1: I uh, can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can.
1: Okay. Welcome back. Well, thank you. I am I'm am so excited to hear about where you went and it, it, you were in some of the national parks in south western part of the US.
0: Yeah, really quickly, it was uh, we went to Arches, we went to the Grand Canyon, to Bryce and Zion Canyon and uh, canyons, I should say, and it was marvelous scenery. Blue skies every day, but um, there was no real negative at all, but it was uh, a hundred or in the hundreds, temperature-wise, every day.
1: Hundreds each day. (laughs) Yes,
0: it was. (laughs) Saw some interesting uh, wildlife, uh, but it was a great time. We had, of course, as you know, CCO Land folks, uh, just a great group of people, and uh, it was marvelous. Cameras just don't capture the beauty of those national parks. You know what I mean?
1: I, I know what you mean. It's so, I, I've been to each one of those, and it, 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 it's, the scenery is so vast, and, and you're looking off in the distance, and you and you think, I can't believe I'm seeing this. This is what I used to see on a calendar. Yeah, ex- that's
0: exactly <laughs> it.
1: Well, or, I... or, you know, you know, it's just that wow. Yeah,
0: it is well. I appreciate uh, Steve Thompson filling in uh, for me uh, those last couple of weekends. And uh, uh, what what do you have for us this morning, Jim?
1: Well, I'm sure I'm sure you're not well rested, but I'm I'm glad you had that experience. <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, um, here on the Shore of Lake Waconia, northwest side, it's about ninety percent cloudy right now, and sixty six. What's the Twin Cities temperature?
0: Uh, just turned sixty nine.
1: Sixty-nine. And going for okay.
0: eighty. Going for eighty-six today.
1: For eighty-six. Okay. Well, um, we're located about thirty miles west of downtown Minneapolis. About ninety percent cloudy. As I said, uh, very little wind. I'm hearing uh, chipping and song sparrows, American robins, and other birds uh, singing and calling this morning. Yesterday, our son Andrew and teenage daughters Ailsa and Anya and teenage son, Lucas, and 10-year-old son, Lonnie, were, were here, and we spent several hours out on out on Lake Laconia enjoying swimming and just being out in the boat. But we also, um, the, the kids had the chance for the first time to use a little dinghy that I bought, a little sailing dinghy. It's seven feet, 11 inches long. So I had the chance to teach each one of them how to sail. And it was it was just great yesterday, sailing. I'm a little sunburned today, though. I've got to be careful. Sunrise today, uh, 536. Sunset, 9. Now, that's here in the in the greater Twin Cities area. So today, in the Twin Cities area, we have 15 hours, 24 minutes of daylight. Since last Sunday, 7 minutes of daylight um, have been lost, and since the summer solstice, uh, on June June 20th, which, of course, are, we experience our longest daylight period of the year, the loss is 12 minutes, so we're, we're down 12 minutes now. But uh, we, we're still reaching our higher temperatures, so the normal high for today is 84, normal low 64, and it looks like we're going to be uh, just a little above that today. Records for today, July 9th in the Twin Cities. 99, set 41 years ago in in 1976. The record low was only 48, set 122 years ago, 1895. And in this date, in the year 2000, it rained 2.55 inches on the Twin Cities. Now, this we're, we're leading up to an interesting week, weather well, not weather-wise, but past weatherwise, and leading up to Friday, July 14th, which is the date in 1936 when the Twin Cities experienced 108 degrees. That's the hottest temperature on record. We have, we have Monday record of 106, Tuesday record 106, Wednesday, July 12th record 106, and Thursday, July 13th, record 105, and they were all in 1936. Wow. And these records are still holding to this day. Isn't, Isn't that, that something? something? Yeah. And so and so, I thought, well, i got to look up again the record for Minnesota. The record high temperature for Minnesota was set July 29th, 1917, and it was 114.5. And you were probably experiencing... Warmer than that in the southwest, but 114.5, and that was at Beardsley, and that's in western Minnesota, Big Stone County, just uh, northwest of Bortonville.
0: However, where we were, the uh, humidity <laughs> ra- ranged from 4 to 11%. <laughs> oh,
1: I know. I know. That's what they always say, though. But 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 there's not much humidity. Right. <laughs> I know, but you still feel warm. Oh, yes. Or hot. Hot. A um, sound is summer has been first heard by many people in the last few days, and I've, I've got some examples of this, which is really fun. This past Wednesday, July 5th, Julie Brophy heard her first-of-the-year annual cicada buzzing around noon in Eden Prairie and another one calling in her own yard in Victoria an hour later. Marlene Simon from Northfield also heard her first annual cicada uh, on July 5th, and Tom Bovers from Fairbolt heard his first annual cicada buzzing on July 5th. On Thursday the 6th, Keith Bradle from Fairbolt heard his first year annual cicada buzzing at 2:45 p.m. And also on Thursday the 6th, Rick Haley from Delano heard his first year annual cicada buzzing at 6:16 6 along County Road, our County Line Road that's there in Delano. And he said at the time, the temperature was 89 degrees. Um, Matt Chute wasn't home. He's he'd been gone. He's the natural Matt Chute from Golden Valley. He's been gone the last 11 days. So he didn't hear his first annual cicada until yesterday, and I didn't hear my first until yesterday afternoon. But my wife, uh, Sandy, beat us all. She heard her first-of-the-year annual cicada buzzing last Sunday. July 2nd at 425 in our yard. <laughs> so, it's not a contest, but it's kind of fun. It's a sound of summer, this high-pitched buzzing. It's the males that are calling, and uh, they spent, um, you know, time underground, and now they're coming out and uh, looking for mates, and so we hear this buzzing sound. Julie Brophy from Victoria notes that as of last Monday, the 3rd, Baltimore fledgling started coming to their feeding station and eating mealworms, which they received from their dad. On the evening of July 4th, Julie and Bill enjoyed the firefly show in their yard and also at the Minnesota Landscape Arboretum Spring Peeper Meadow. And they call it nature's own fireworks, those little fireflies. I went out also on July 4th and saw them in our yard and in our neighborhood. Uh, Ruby-throated hummingbirds are now nectaring on blooming hosta and fox flowers in uh, Julie's yard and Julie and Bill's yard. And Julie reports that deer flies continue to be bothersome. That's the same thing around here. I don't know if you ever noticed them around your neighborhood, but, boy, they can be pesky. They really can. Yeah. Anyway, there, there's help on the way. Twelve-spotted and widow skimmers and green-darned dragonflies that... Feet and other insects are zipping through the yard on the edge of, of Kelzer Pond. Captain Rob Herring from Optimum Charters out of Canal Park, that's in Duluth, reports that yesterday morning, two miles out, the water temperature, surface water temperature of Lake Superior, had warmed up to 58. Coho salmon and, and lake trout are what they're still fishing for. Kevin Schramm, who farms near Plato, Uh, That's just west of Waconia. um, Has corn up six feet or more now. And he says that last Monday the 3rd, Baltimore Orioles' parents started bringing their young to the grape jelly feeder. And of course, they're feeding young there. So it's grape jelly works well, and uh, mealworms work well to feed these young, these young Orioles that are insect eaters and fruit eaters. Years ago, Al and Esther Zander from the Glen Lake area of Minnetonka used to tell me, take, take the grape jelly and mix it half and half with water. It works perfect and it's great for the Orioles. And I think that's, uh, good for all of us right now. And of course, your grape jelly will go, go farther. And I've heard it's, it's, uh, the best way to feed the Orioles. And talking about that, have you been lounging in your,
0: Buy the oh, art furniture as a, as a matter of fact, <laughs> just yesterday, last night, uh, grilling some burgers uh, for the family. You bet. I mean, Jim and I have talked about this furniture for about, I don't know how many years now. Uh, but uh, on average, this is a, a fact that I just found out the other day, Jim. On average, people replace their patio sets every two to three years. Imagine <laughs> that. What a waste of money. I mean, you buy buy, buy, buy by-the-yard furniture. It's a green company, family-run business made out of recycled plastic milk jugs. But the good thing is, and Jim and I swear by this, you're never going to see it fade. That color goes all the way through, and it's comfortable. I mean, some folks don't even need cushions, right? That's right. Yeah, at all. Best prices, best variety, every piece is maintenance-free. You don't want to have to paint or stain your furniture, you know, every year or so. And believe me, once you experience buy the art like Jim and I have, you will never buy anything else. And you can customize it too. A lot of folks, Jim, as you know, uh, they can uh, mix and match the colors. In fact, we had uh, some uh, mixed colors at the Minnesota State Fair last year. I think, well. I think it
1: looks, they look good together. I know we have all green here, but right. the mixed colors do look good.
0: And all they do in that family-run business is outdoor furniture. Jim and I have been to that Jordan showroom. Uh, we urge you to get down there. It's a quick drive down 169. But they've given me two phone numbers to give you and a, and, and a website as well. Get that free color catalog, 952 492 2777, or toll-free, 877-220-0448. If you didn't get all that, just get on the web at ByTheYard.net, and uh, you will know what Jim and I have talked about for all these years. Great furniture. Oh, yes. I don't think I saw any, however, at any of the national parks. I'm going to have to talk to those folks about that. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> you know what? It would work in that situation because the furniture is so tough. And that's what they're looking for. They're looking for things that will hold up. But I, am, I have not seen any in national parks, but I've seen some in other places, public places. And I thought, wow, like, but um, well, we got a, a Thunes, uh food market here in Waconia, and they've got it out right oh, off. Oh, very there. good. Glad so to hear that. Eat in front of the. <laughs> sure. Eat in front of the store. See um, Ray and Marlene Simon uh, from Northfield uh, ate the first zucchini and cabbage out of the garden Thursday, July 6th. And uh, they've got a bat house. In fact, they got two of them. Close to 200 bats, uh, little brown bats, that um, uh, Ray counted. And so that was during the day he counted them in there. And then at night, he opened it up too, and he only found four bats. And these were young bats that weren't probably able to get out and... and uh, fly with the others, but an interesting thing was a couple weeks ago, up to a couple weeks ago, there were lots of young bats in there, but they were all gone during the night because they were out on clinging to their parents, usually probably their moms were, were, were holding on to them, or they were holding on to their moms in flight. Just amazing. Um, oh, there's so many things here. Uh, Diana Hearing from Waterville said that she and her husband found something really interesting last Sunday. They went to Straight River Farm in Faribault, and there they have blueberry plants that they've been in the ground since 2011, but it's a pick-your-own blueberry patch. And uh, this is really unusual for southern Minnesota. The berries, she said, are great size and and, uh, doing really, really well. And on their farm, and in, in just outside of Waterville, Diana and Dave said field corn over six feet tall and uh, soybeans now knee high. And they saw a pair of sandhill cranes with young, and I didn't know this, but the young one is called a colt. And they, these these are just walking across the road not far from their home. Tom Bovers from Fairbolt reports that um, He said, the eyed brown butterflies are now on the wing. Sweet corn tasseled out. He saw sweet corn field tasseled out on July 6th. Lead plant, butterfly milkweed, compass plant, rattlesnake master. These are some of the prairie plants that are blooming in in Faribault at the nature center. Oh, Matt Chute was on the North Shore for the last 11 days with his family and he kept a a record of what he saw 40 different bird species and 50 native or naturalized wildflowers he said that the wild lupins are still blooming and people always want to know that but these wild lupins are naturalized there they're not native they're native to to oregon and washington do we have time for a little more we have about um, 20 seconds 20 seconds.
0: Uh, Maybe you could do this. Somebody sent a text. Oh, yeah. Somebody would like to get started with bird feeders, but they're wondering, is it too late for them to do that?
1: No, Anything. no. Start now. Yeah. Very good. Oh, our son, John, and his family are at West Battle Lake, uh, and they uh, said, water temperature 76, same as Lake Paconia, 76. 76. Well, Jim? It's so
0: good to be back uh, to visit with you, and I hope we can do that next week as well.
1: I look forward to it. Right,
0: me too. Thanks, Jim. Oh, okay. Have sure. a good week. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Jim Gilbert back next uh, Sunday morning here on 830 WCCO. Temperature right now is 69 showers on the way. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. How powerful is Cox Internet?